Okay, Boker Tov, we're on our last class uh, on this series in the Haggadah with the commentary of the Masa Nisim from Rav Yaakov of Lisa. And um, he has in the middle of the Sefer, he talks about the 15 main new insights that the Rebbe teaches us. So I looked over and I saw we checked off uh, 13 of them, of the main insights. So I want to um, choose this next piece to be the one of those insights. And the other insight is not really such an insight, so I think we can pass it. So we're going to... Uh, the main part of the Haggadah, again, is uh, paraphrased from the Bikurim recitation. When the Jews brought Bikurim on Shavuos, they brought their first fruits. They were required to say a number of verses that started with the words Arami Ovedavi, that uh, in Arami, Lavan wanted to destroy my father, or however you want to explain it. And there's a number of sukkim. It goes over Jewish history. And the Haggadah is based, the main Magid is based on elucidating those six or seven verses. So we're going to look at one of the verses and talk about them and see uh, a beautiful insight in here. So this is when we start reading Arami Ovedavi. Okay, then it says Vayered Mitzrayma, and he, our father Yaakov, went down to Egypt. Vayogor Shom, and he dwelt as a stranger there. Bimseimaot, few in number. Vayisham, and they became there Lugoi Godol to a great nation. Otsum varov, powerful and many. That's the verse. Now there's going to be more verses afterwards, but now every Pasuk gets analyzed. So, Vayered Mitzrayma, he went down to Egypt, Onus al Pihadibur. He went uh, uh, by God's word against his will. Okay, and he, I'm not going to get into that. Commentary on that, but the next two words I want to deal with. Well, even that I don't want. Vayog or Shom, Yaakov didn't go there to be permanent, but rather as a temporary person, etc., etc. Now the clause bim maot. That's the one I want to focus on. Went down bim maot. Few in number. Again, it's Vayered Mitzrayma. He went down to Egypt. Vayogar Sham. He sojourned there. Bimseimaot. Few in number. So on that up. So now the Haggadah says Kema Shene'emar, as the pasuk says. In other words, they're trying to prove this fact. They went down few in number. So how do we know they went down few in number? So we take a Pasuk from Sefer Dvarim, way down the line, Perik Yud, Pasuk of Beis, where Moshe talks to the Jews and he says, Beshivim nefesh yordu avosecha mitzroima, with 70 souls your fathers came down to Egypt. Va'ato samcha Hashem elekecha kichofei Hashemayim l'rov. And now Hashem has made you, Hashem your God has made you, like the stars in the heaven that are so numerous. So really, there's a question on all of the, uh, or many of these stylistic ways of going through the Haggadah. Now, 
let's go back and we can ask three questions here that are very relevant. Okay. We went again, Yaakov went down to Egypt. He sojourned there, Bimsema at few in number. So if I'd have to ask you, how could you prove to me that Yaakov went down few in number? Okay, where would you give a proof? What? Number seventy. It says it twice. It says in Parshas Vayigash, when we went down, it lists all the 70 people. It says there were 70. So why do you have to, why do you have to bring a proof from Sefer Tvarim? And the most obvious proof is when Yaakov went down himself. Right? Um, that is one of the questions that is asked. There's a much much more obvious thing. But a more fundamental question is asked is, well, what exactly are we proving from one verse to another verse? You're reading a book out of Dvorim. You're reading what the Bikurim are. And this emits for us to say this. God says, say the following words. God writes that. God's giving us the text. We're not making it up. He said, and say the text, we went down few in number. Stop. Do I have to prove that from another text? I have a text that says few in number. So God wrote it down. Few in number. So, no, I have to prove to you that what God told us to say is correct. You know how I'm going to prove it? From another verse of the Torah that God tells us to say. But that uh, that verse that they're quoting shows you before, before and the after. So it says you went down few in number or whatever, uh, but then it also you came out numerous. So it's showing you that Hashem. But that's, we're, not, we're not on that no, puzzle. No, we're only we're only explaining bimsei yeah. ma'at. Yeah. Well, maybe he's now he's going to later on when they get they became a lot. He's going to give verses to support that. <laughs> Verov. And he brings a Pasek uh, from way from the Novi. Okay, so, like, what's a, it, it's going around the words being same odd, few in number. All we're proving is few in number. We're not proving anything else. So, few in number. So, what do you mean? It says few in number. It says in the Bikurim, few in number. We need to know how many. Who's few in number? We don't trust God. Okay, we're going to prove to you that it was because God said somewhere else it was seven. That's not usually how you prove something. Yeah, you don't prove something one text to another. If a text doesn't say anything, that's you know, let's say it never said few in number, so we could deduce there were few in number from other pesukim. So this was the first, the main question, and also for bringing a pesukim, but a much better pesukim in the beginning. And then what well, we're not talking. It also says, if you need to prove it's few in number, so let's go back to that plus again, Dvarim. With 70 souls, our forefathers went down to Egypt. Now, is the proof done? We went down few in number? Again, we're trying to prove they went down few in number, yes? And now, how do we know they went down few in number? Because it says in Dvarim, with 70 souls, 
Our, your forefathers went down to Egypt. Have we proven there were few in number when they went down to Egypt? Yes. We gave a number. Well, okay, we just gave a number. Yeah. Not, it's a number, but it doesn't prove it's few. 74. No, 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 no. 70 is a few. You're no, talking about a nation that's well, 70? That's 77. That's the proof. Yeah. Although the question is, were they actually a nation? They went down to 70. Uh, that's, that's, that's not the yeah, point. No, I realize. He... Because, but look at what the rest of them, what does the rest of the Pesach that they bring help us with? And now God has made you like the stars in the heaven. Right. How does that prove you were few in number? The stars of the heavens is billions, that's why. Again, we're only proving, we only are here to prove they were few in number. That's it. That's the only part that's being proved. You said there were 70 souls, you don't need to say there were few in number. Yeah, you are. I don't know what it is, but you're missing something. We read in the Bikurim few in number. That's not a debatable point. It's not a debatable point. Okay? Few is few. Done. Now, obviously, the Jewish people, they have millions of people. So anything a lot less than millions is few. Okay, now, and so now we want to prove it. Now, the Haggadah is saying this is the proof, not for you to argue on the proof. This is the proof. With 70 souls, you went down to Egypt. Does that prove it's few in number? Yes, that's even if you don't think so, the Haggadah thought so. Okay, so you disagree with the great people who wrote the Haggadah. You say, I don't think that's a proof to few because 70 is not a few. Good, you can disagree all you want. But but the Balagoda said this is the proof. But then why do you have to bring the rest of the Pasuk? And now Hashem has made you like the stars in the heaven. That doesn't prove we were few in number when we went down. So these are the three questions. A, why are you proving what the Torah says from another Pasuk in the Torah? B, this Pasuk, the second half, doesn't help us understand it all. And C, why don't you bring the early Pasuk that said when Yaakov went down, it said there were 70 people. That is the question. Unless it's once again tying back to the promise that was made to Abraham. Again, we're only exactly. proving say ma'at. Let's stay focused. As every clause gets its own interpretation. We're only interested in one thing. Why does, what does few in number mean? Those are the questions. So he answers brilliantly. He says, because if you think about it, the only reason we're bringing another Pasuk is there's something wrong with the Pasuk in the Bikurim that needs explanation. Now you got to be really sharp to uh, catch on to the idea over here. If you read carefully, we went down to Egypt by Yogor Shum and they sojourned there Bim Seima'at few in number. Then, then they became a great nation. So now, why doesn't it say, why why does the Pusuk say it this way? It says, it says they went, went this way. When it says they sojourned there, what does sojourn mean? They lived there. Now, yeah, so when they lived there, it says they went down. They went down from Egypt, and then they lived there. Okay, how much time did the went down take? 
No, they went oh, down, okay. then saw another clause, and they lived there. Well, that's How long did, and they went down? Whatever, a week, two weeks, three weeks. They came to Egypt, they went down. Okay, now, how long were they few in number? When they went down. When they went down, they were few in number. Now, how long did they sojourn in Egypt for? 210 years. Shouldn't the Pasuk have said like this? Vayered mitzrayma, bimsei ma'at, few in number. And then, vayogor sham, then they sojourned there, and they became a great nation. Wouldn't that be the right way to write the Pasuk? They went down, right now, say, few in number. And then they sojourned there for the next 110 years. And during that period of time, they became great in numbers. But that's not what the Pasuk is saying. The actual part, they went down to Egypt, and they sojourned there, few in number. What do you mean? There were few in number the whole 210 years? Whatever. That can't be. And that's why you'll see in a minute. Well, not to. By he shaman, they became there a great nation. Awesome and many. So, the, the puzzle, if you're trying to prove they came down few in number, it should have said. Now, the psukim, the psukim in, uh, what do you call it? In Vayigash, uh, it tells us they went down. There were seventy. <laughs> that that was that's a really good puzzle. When we're reading the Bikurim, we're saying something that doesn't seem to even make sense. This is what's the problem with this puzzle. There's a problem with this puzzle that the Torah tells us to say. What are you telling us? They went down to Egypt, and instead of saying they went down few in number. And then say, and they sojourned there, and they became a great people, which would make sense. They say, no, they went down to Egypt and sojourned there, few in number, which would imply they were few in number the entire time. Now, more than this, when Yaakov died, the men, and there was only 17 years, very hard to understand what that means. But when Yaakov died, there were 600,000 Jews who Okay, I don't understand that, but anyway, that's a Chazal that says that. Chazal that says that. Breshis Rabba, Yalkut Shimoni. Anyway, but uh, one thing's for sure, with, with, within time, there were many, many, many of them. So therefore, so what's going on over here? So therefore, he says, how am I going to answer that question? You understand the basic question that's here? So I'll give you an answer. I'm going to prove it to you from another person. What does the other Pasuk says? It says you went down with 70 people to Egypt and now, now Hashem has made you like the stars in the heaven. Now, now Hashem made us like the stars. Now when is Moshe speaking? What is he saying he's took him in Dvar? When? Give me a rough, rough timeline. When? Just before entering Israel. Just before? Just before entering Israel. So that's 40 years later. Why do you say the word now? You went down with 70 people and just say, and God made you like the heavens of the earth. Why'd you say now? Why'd you say now? Now? What about when they left Egypt? Didn't they have 
600,000 people leaving Egypt. What's, what's now? If anything, now there's less than we had before. What does that mean? When we left Egypt, how many of the Jews who were in Egypt left? What was the percentage? According to most opinion, 20%. So let's think about this. Were there more Jews before the Jews left Egypt? Yes. Or were there more Jews 40 years later? Ah, if there are 600,000 men, that means there were 3 million men just before they left Egypt. That's a lot. And now, and now, when we lost 80% of our people, now you want to say, and now, when we became so many people? So now, obviously, we have to answer that question. It should have just said, same question. It should have said, it says, went down with 70, take out the word vato and now, and just say, Vesam Hashem, Hashem made you this way. So what is going on over here? So we got to say, now let's go back to a famous Rashi right in the beginning of Sefer Shmos. Right in the beginning of Sefer Shmos, the Torah tells us who went down to Egypt. Again, it's a repetition. We just heard, saw in Vayigash who went down. It listed clear. Now, in the beginning of Sefer Shmos, it says very briefly, and Yaakov went down to Mitzrayim. They list his, his, his uh, uh, 11 sons. And Yosef was there too, his 12. What does Rashi say over there? Why do you got to count them again? We, we just, it's just repeating. And what's the famous Rashi says? What does Rashi say? Even though, even though we counted them in their lifetime, when they went down in Vayigash, was in their lifetime. Torah counted it. Now, Sefer Shmos, they're all dead. They died at the end of uh, Vayichi. We go back now. Now we're counting them in their death. And why does, what does Rashi answer? To show that the love that Hashem has for them, like stars, that Hashem calls them all by name and calls each star, somebody you love, you keep talking about. That's the answer. So now, the question is, were we such great people in Egypt? Were we model Jews in Egypt? Who were the stars? Who were the stars? Who were the stars? Were the 70 people who went down to Egypt? They were stars. We repeat it. In Shmos, who were the stars? The patriarchs of the 12 tribes. Those were the stars. But by then, by the time Sefer Shmos is being written, there's millions of Jews. Shem isn't counting them. They are not his stars. They are not his stars. Okay, only the ones that Hashem loves. Who's Hashem loves? Hashem loves Sadiqim. Right? And if you love Tzaddikim, okay, you'll love a few others. So, okay, so these were, these were the, who were the stars? The 12 tribes. Okay, there were 70, okay, and the kids of the 12, that's fine, that's what it was. But during the entire time of Egypt, there were always the same spark. There were always a small amount. Why? Because they weren't stars. Now, let's look carefully now. Now this, now so, so this, so we're answering the question was, how did you say when they went down? 
They were small. What do you mean when they went down, they were small? There were so many of them. The answer is, what do we mean when we talk there's a lot by Hashem? What does a lot mean by Hashem? A lot of beloved people. Now let's go to the Pasuk in Dvarim. We have the same problem. In Dvarim it says, you went down to 70 souls. And now, and now, what are you talking about? We have less now than we had before. Some, Hashem made you like what? With stars. So what's going on? The answer is when you went down to Egypt, there were only 70. Only 70 stars. Very few stars. And as time passed, even less stars. Very few tzaddikim. They weren't stars in Egypt. They were assimilated. Those were not stars. And when you went out of Egypt, right, as you, there were still not very many stars. When did the Jews become stars? Harsina. When they got the Torah at Harsina. And what did we do? And so to speak, the marriage between us and Hashem took place. The fourth expression of redemption. And, you, and I will take you to me unto a people. And therefore, when when we were when we accepted the Torah at the Ata, and now Moshe is repeating the Torah, and remember, what's he doing in Sefer Dvarim? It's a renewal of the covenant. It's a renewal. It was he says over there, Sarah said Debros. He says, "You guys weren't around forty years ago. We're going to do it again. We can't do it all the fireworks that Hashem gave, but I'm going to tell you over to Sarah said Debros, and we have to renew the covenant in Arvos Moav." And I want your recommitment that you are going to do everything just like your parents did. And if you do that, then you'll be a star. And therefore, it makes a lot of sense. Exactly. We went down, we went down, and, and, and we live there small in number. Because it's not the quality quantity, it's the quality which happens. Which are the ones that are beloved to Hashem? The ones that are beloved to Hashem are the ones who do the will of HaKadosh Baruch And at the very time that Yaakov went down to Egypt and he thought how terrible this is because it just says before he went down against his will. He was forced to go down against his will. This is not his optimal choice. But he listens to Hashem. He goes down and Hashem says, you are my stars and I have very few stars in the world. That means today we have very few stars. Well, right. well it, not people? necessarily, because once we have the Torah, and we have the Torah, now we are all stars. Okay, that's that's what's that's what's going on. As a matter of fact, when we had the sin of the golden calf after we got the Torah, all right, so. Uh, so once we received the Torah, each one was counted and special. And if, if you recall, it says during the golden calf, Hashem says to Moshe, Hashem, uh, take, take the people. Uh, no, when we're, um, uh, when it's, we're getting the Torah at Sinai and Hashem says, uh, make sure they don't touch the, uh, the mountain lest they'll get destroyed and many people will die. And Rashi says, Rashi says, even if one dies, it's considered like a lot. That's Rashi says right over there. Okay. So therefore, 
um, they, but once we got towards Sinai, now we became stars. Now, therefore, we have to realize that what makes you a star? What makes you a star is that you've accepted the Torah at Sinai, your mom has married yourself to Hashem, and that's what makes you a star. And therefore, we have to understand that um, uh, how many stars do we have now? It depends how many of us are really feel totally connected to the Maimed Har Sinai, and we're totally given over to Hashem. And therefore, you never know who a star is. You never know who a star is. But that's what makes you special in Hashem's eyes. What makes you special? I mean, obviously Hashem loves all of us. And after we got the Torah, the DNA of the Jewish people changed. Remember, before the Torah is given, only Jews that really wanted to live like Jews were considered Jews. Remember, you have um, Avram has two children, Yishmael and Yitzchak. But who's the real child? Yitzchak. Yitzchak took the DNA and continued it through his actions. Yitzchak has two children who became the Jew, Yaakov and Arezov. That, that time you were a Jew by your behavior. But at Sinai, that was the difference. Now you became a Jew because you're here at Sinai. And now in your DNA, no matter what, gives over Judaism now to your children. Until that time, you had to choose to be a Jew. It was Miyamis, your choice. You chose to be a Jew, you're a Jew. You didn't choose to be a Jew, you weren't a Jew. At Sinai, the beauty of being at Sinai and experiencing that revelation that happened with Hashem, that transformed every potential Jew to be a Jew. And there were 600,000 Jews. And that was that became the stars. And as a Jew, you are now a star. You can't lose that. So they were still stars while they were worshiping the golden calf. Oh, so the star made a mistake. <laughs> a big one. A big one. <laughs> but Hashem forgave us. We were still Jews. We we're still Jews. We we're still stars. So therefore, it's not a question. What makes you a star? Is that you're part of the people who received the Torah Sinai. And therefore, even if you look at your four children at the Seder and some of Hashem, still a star. You may not realize it, but he's still a star. Okay, we're going to leave it at that. It's not enough time to start the next piece. So we, we accomplished, of the 15 points, we accomplished, it was 15? Yeah, 15. We got eight of them, uh, 14 of them. And that's what he says in number 11. At the time that we received the Jews, so each and every one from the Jews received a, a chashivus to be counted by himself as if he is a star. And therefore, what you have, what this message is in that God is that each and every one of us is a star. Now you have to know something about a star. A star is very much not appreciated. The sun, ooh, ooh. the moon, ooh. star, oh, they're so far away, so far away. You can't, you know how many light years it is to get to a star. But don't forget, which is more powerful? That star or the sun? Star. Star. What are you talking about? They're little runs. What are you talking about? It's a little, little dot. What are you talking about? The answer is, you got to realize, that just like a star is so much more powerful than the sun, but nobody appreciates the stars. 
So you have to understand that there could be a lot of sons out there. There could be powerful kings and presidents and this and that. And you got these little runty little Jews, so to speak. They're all crawling all over the place. These little stars. Got to realize those stars are very powerful things. And no matter what the non-Jewish world says about us, we're stars. You know, when, when the Nazis, Yomach Shimon, were the sun temporarily, they were the powerful ones. And they were... Who's just taking all these Jews and those were the stars. The ones who continued to, to be loyal to Yiddishkeit, that makes you chashiv. If you see the Torah, you're a chashiv, you're like a star. Don't worry what other people think about you. Okay. Yashur Kayach, everybody.